Welcome back to your Daily Dose with Bob and Nick. Thanks for tuning us in. I'm excited for you to listen to today's episode. Like most of our shows, it's an evolving discussion. Today we start out talking about the harsh realities of life in outer space and end up exploring the harsh realities of the modern cartoon universe. How we pull that off without any notable segues or transitions is all a part of the magic of your daily dose. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the conversation. I've heard some stories about travel in space recently that make me not want to travel in space. Oh, it is not fun. Like, it is not Star Trek or Star Wars no. or, well, it's closer to Star Wars because Star Wars travel is usually kind of gross and on some sort of bucket that's about to fall apart. Yeah. But um, it's definitely not roomy. Everything is trying to kill you. Like to hear Mark Kelly talk about how, you know, you can't really brush your teeth that easily in space. You kind of have to swallow your toothpaste because there's nowhere to spit it out. Like that bums me out more probably than the, uh, you know, the lack or the loss of bone density and all that stuff, like weakening. Sleeping in anti-gravity, you know, they, they told stories of how in very early space travel, like Gus Grissom, one of the early uh, astronauts, would have to, they would know, they, they had no beds, yeah. no place to sleep in the capsule, but he would tie a rope across the capsule and then wrap his leg in the rope so that his feet wouldn't end up on his fellow astronaut's face. And that's how they slept, you know, not comfortably. And they had sleep issues because they'd have one person that'd have to stay awake to, to deal with mission control who was checking in every 15 minutes. And the other person who was trying to sleep like a foot away from them who's being disturbed by the, all these calls, you know? So it's just, it, it's not glamorous. It's not sexy for the cool thing that it would be, you know, for the okay, go video you might be able to make. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise I'd say no to space travel. That's interesting. Uh, so yeah, they have to improve on it before I'll go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little bit nicer. Get to at least the 2001. Remember that space hotel they're on at the very beginning. That was nice. I forget it. The oh. very, very beginning. Right. It was this mid century modern, Super cool looking space hotel. Is it just floating through the atmosphere? I think it was uh, one of those round um, okay, space yeah. stations. Like so they spin space. it and you get a little bit of gravity that way. Oh. Yeah. I'm I've, good with that. I forgot that. Although I've had a lot of references to 2001 A Space Odyssey lately. Uh, and Crosswords, Hal shows up on a regular basis. Oh, yeah. Uh, and you had that monkey in your backyard with the big bone, like learning away to like use crazy. Uh, tools and utensils. That was pretty cool. <laughs> I, you know, I'll tell you the truth. I did not find that movie the genius that so many other people did. I mean, I get that it was groundbreaking in a number of different ways. Uh, but I just didn't. I think that and Eyes Wide Shut, Stanley Kubrick could have just well, left out of his repertoire. Yeah. I think there's a there's a context to it all that is important sometimes. But when you take it, when you take that out of it, if you're just looking at a movie and trying to be diligent in terms of how you're critiquing it and what it means to you you're just like okay i, I had no idea what i was getting into that and was I think, a long movie with a lot of spaces where you know what the, did this need to be yeah and and where are the segues i mean so i, I really do feel like like it was a it was a montage of sorts yeah that took us from way before we existed to way after we existed uh, not really making me question existence as much as I think that Mr. Yeah. Kubrick thought that it was going to. But at the same time, visually, it had some moments. No question, oh, it, it had some moments. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just didn't get it. I wasn't, I wasn't into it. And I'm trying different things. I just finished listening to Animal Farm. 
Oh, okay. I had, had no idea what this book was about. Well, you had some idea what it was about. I it's had famously. I knew that it was about talking animals. That's all. Really? That was the whole of what I knew. And so I was rather fascinated when it kicked into basically the politics that I've grown to know uh, on a farm. And then all of the dynamics that go with it and the and the propaganda and the it was it was so brilliantly simple and so brilliantly illustrative of what's going on out there. I just I, I was amazed. And it was only a four hour book. Uh, you know, I listened to it and a really wonderful uh, narrator or reader of the book whose name I can't remember, but I have to tell you. Again, he did a, a beautiful job imitating all the animals and allowing me to keep track of what kind of animal each name was. Right. Because I w- that was one of the things that I wasn't sure about at first is yeah. who are each of these characters because I want to know what shape they are. Because different shapes, different intelligence, different strata in the society. Exactly. Yeah, that was uh, one of the important things. Good. So so I, I did enjoy that quite a lot. And this is one of the ways that I'm trying to open up the brain a little bit. And also hanging out with different people like you that I can talk to and just explore things and go, well, it's up with this. Or Let me ask you this. Um, there's a show on Cartoon Network. I think it's an adult swim show called Brutal. No, I'll think of the name in a second, but it's almost no words. It is huh. this sort of alternate universe caveman, but with dinosaur style thing. And it is just I think it is called brutal because it is. It's brutal. Like, it shows the it shows the viciousness of the time. Exactly, um, and it starts out with uh, the main character is this guy. I think they call him Spear in the show, like because he never actually has a name. And then there's this dinosaur that's sort of a uh, a little bit bigger than a uh, Velociraptor, but smaller than a T Rex. That yeah. they end up getting bonded in the first episode because both their families are killed oh, yeah. by huh. essentially the same creature. Um, so they are fighting their way through things and there's all sorts of little storylines that are pretty interesting. There's sort of a, um, a very early version of witchcraft and witches going on. There is some magic to it, but there's a, this show is a lot about loss and terror and like just brutality. Oh yeah. Um, so having said all that, I'd be curious if it's hard to watch. Yeah. First of all, it's hard to watch because normally I would put something on in the background and watch it a few times, but there's no words. Yeah, you, so have, you have to, to watch, watch it. the action. Yeah. It's like a, and because you have to concentrate more on it, you're seeing more of the gross stuff that happens I to these characters. I bet that's intentional. Yeah. I oh, bet yeah, you take sure. that that's the way cuz I feel the same way when I'm watching a foreign film. You know that I have to watch everything and I have to read yeah. the subtitles and I really have to pay attention to those. So I I like that you get that out of it and cartoons are so different now my son sam i spent a little time with him at his place in troy new york he bought a house and it's really trippy to be you know in my son's house for the first time he was a great host but he wanted to introduce me to new entertainment and two of them were cartoons Mm -hmm. one of them was called invincible and wow what a surprising superhero i only watched like three episodes so far but i'll probably watch more of it because it intrigued me enough and made me laugh a few times with uh, the irreverence of it. Uh, and the other one was Harley Quinn. Yeah, uh, which that's a good one. Again, surprised me with its cleverness, the, uh, the cleverness of its writing and the viciousness. And you know, the Joker is a jerk. Uh, that I can tell you. But 
didn't mean know that to begin with. So would it surprise you that Invincible is written, uh, the original comic, and probably a lot, the cartoon is almost uh, beat for beat based on, um, written by the same guy who did Walking Dead? No, that's interesting. I, you notice know, so I thought you were going to say Watchmen. Because, oh yeah, because no. I get I get a similar feel it's to definitely that. Definitely inspired too. by it. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, but yeah, no, that okay, and that makes sense too because of the, some of the sheer brutality of it as yeah. well. Hey, it's Nick. Thanks for listening. The name of the show I was thinking of is Primal, and it's from the same person who did Dexter's Laboratory. It's a pretty big switch from one to the other. And it's always interesting to see when people push themselves into new and different projects to see what their range is like. I would encourage you to do the same. I mean, literally the same, not just a new project, but make a cartoon that is set in a primordial world where no one talks. That's a, that's a good idea for a podcast. Have a great day.